so excited about this conversation. We're talking with UNA baseball coach Mike Keene, who is on the line with Daniel Delaney right now from the sports desk. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Good morning. All right, man. Well, I, I was I told you, uh, Daniel and, and Coach Keene, I was like, I, I've got something special to, to let let be known. You know, I went to school with Coach Keene's daughters. Uh, his youngest daughter was a few years younger than me, but Jessica was in my grade. And Coach Keene, I remember the baseball bus coming to school and dropping kids off. The first, the original one. The one that looks like a submarine. Okay, yeah, you're bringing back. That was the, uh, the one that kids hated. So, yeah, they uh, that was middle school, and they, they loved me in elementary school. They thought it was cool, but when the, uh, Erica especially would always try to you know, I'm good, Dad. You let me off here, and I said, "No, I'm going up to the front. That would be good." So they, uh, <laughs> they, 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 they go over that. That how embarrassing that I was. You know, when getting up there in that old tiny oh. van that we had decorated up. Yeah, I forgot all about that thing. So. Oh, sorry for their bad memories, man. I, I, th- I thought it was so not, cool. Not for me, it wasn't bad memory for them. It was. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think it's cool. Do you still have it, or is it still, is it still around no, somewhere it, at campus? No, it, it basically went to put, and actually, um. It actually got went over and was in uh, um, uh, facilities for not or for um, dorms um, 
had it and drove it around for a little while because I remember they took all the baseball stuff off it, but they drove it around for a little while oh, because wow. we just you know, I didn't need it anymore and yeah. and uh, retired the, the main vehicle. So, but oh. uh, yeah, that was a I, yeah I drove that thing everywhere. It was it was fun. I could load them up the kids and take them to school, and that's what I did. <laughs> so I just made my rounds. I went to you know middle school and Kilby and then went up to work. Uh, well, that, that's that been a part of my life that I've I remembered since elementary school. And, and yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're, we've been with, around UNA for a long time. And that just goes to show everybody that you really have been. And Daniel Delaney strummed up some good questions from our sports desk just to ask you about you know, the next chapters. And, of course, the, the big milestones of where you've come with three decades with UNA. Wow. Daniel, I'll let you take it from here, man. Yeah, Coach King, once again, thanks again for being with us this morning. And, uh, you know, we, we know that, uh, you know, you, that you spent a lot of time with, uh, with another legend, uh, you know, Coach Mike Lane. Um, you know, and I wanted, you know, to start off by asking, what did you learn from him? Or, or what are some things that, that you saw him do or not do that you used throughout your career? Because obviously everybody knows the name Mike Lane just like they do Coach King. Yeah, the, you know, there's a couple things, too. Is, you know, I was real fortunate – in my coaching career when I started in junior college by the name of uh, Coach Steve Burleson at Kansas City, Kansas Community College. So very, very organized, very disciplined, things that I'd never seen around as far as, you know, guys that had a plan, you know, you couldn't do this and things. So I was fortunate to be when I was, didn't know what the heck I was doing being around him for three years. So when I came to Coach Lane, at least had the background understood that, but you know, the, the discipline stuff, you know, the, the demands that place on, I had that. The biggest thing that was different between those two individuals was the, the, the details of the teaching aspect of it. Um, you know, coach Burleson had, you know, some infield, we did the stuff playing hard. Um, but coach Lane was breaking it down a lot more. And that's what I think probably I gained to this day and probably to a fault, sometimes when I watch stuff, I still watch it to, <laughs> all right, his front shoulder's coming out, or his, arm, his arms, you know, you, you, get, you, know, you, you kind of got programmed in that. And it was part of what I used into the recruiting process. But the, the those things is probably some of the biggest keys that you went through, and he broke that down, break down the hitting, here's the infield, here's the pitching, you know, all aspect of that portion of the teaching aspect of the game, uh, he obviously was extremely good at. I think, too, is you, you've got to eventually, I tell a lot of the younger guys with me, I said, you've got to eventually learn to coach within your personality. That's the biggest thing I tell guys, you know, even though Coach Lane had similar personalities, we still had some differences that, you know, I was going to be a little bit different than him and then you've got to kind of find your own niche when you're doing that portion. When you're talking to recruits, you're talking to the players, you're talking to that stuff. I said, I, you know, so that was some of the stuff that I eventually tried to do. But, uh, you know, the game, the short game, the teaching, the developmental part of the game, um, recruiting, all that, that standpoint, uh, the details came obviously from Coach Lane. Right. Um, you know, I know that if we started to try to name players, you know, for yeah. 34 years, you would, you would miss people. But, um, you know, tell us, for those that are listening, maybe we have some, some high school kids or even some junior high kids or maybe some parents, uh, you know, what does it take? What are, what are the characteristics that you see or that you look for in players, uh, you know, at the D1 level? Yeah, you know, there's, uh, you know, I've talked this, I was, you know, really overwhelmed these past few days because you don't, you don't, I mean, yeah, I, I, I was just kind of talking to some individual, uh, Coach McGregor, like obviously coach played here and I was talking to him on the phone. I said, when they had all this, and they were going to acknowledge me on Sunday, I said, my big fear was like, okay, I'm going to have everybody there and there's going to be like five people there. And then all of a sudden, 
you know, people showed up. So it, it, was, right. it was nice, nice <laughs> to have that. But a lot of those guys, the reason are, they did have certain characteristics that were very UNA-ish, you know, and that's what I think is kind of unique to our program over the years. There is what they kind of call a UNA guy, and, and you know, when people go, well, it is that. Every program is different what they look for, but to me it was just, I just never understood why you wouldn't want to go hard every day, every time, every play, practice, game, or anything. That's probably my biggest pet peeve throughout the years. Uh, you run hard all the time, not once in a while, all the time, and it was kind of that characteristics of what you ingrained. Today's games change so much. I'm gonna be, that's probably the biggest change back when I was doing a lot of the recruiting and when I haven't done as much or been out on the road. Uh, travel ball, they don't, a lot of teams don't even do in and out anymore. So it's the, the seeing those little things that I used to embrace on. I used to watch how, you know, how did you run out on the field? How did you take in and out? Did you throw the ball hard? How did you play the game? How did you handle the pressure? I always wanted to find out how did you handle when the game really counted at the plate on the mound and see if you were able to handle the pressure. Uh, right. And that to me is really your ability to be successful. Obviously you have to have some of the, the talents, you know, your arm strength, the speed, the velocity and all that kind of stuff. But what's going to make them successful in my mind and what I see the guys have been successful this year is your ability to control your motions, your ability to stay within who you are and your ability to play the game right. And that's, you take some guys this year on team. We've had some guys that have tremendous years here, especially at the plate. You know, Luke Harper sure. and Austin Thrasher, Devin Daniel, you know, Jonathan Lane, and you can take Holman and Hudson and kind of go down the lineup. You take those guys, you know, why did Thrasher and Harper go from hitting two something to one hitting 370, the other almost 350 in one year? And it was their, their focus and their direction, their understanding how to adjust. And that's really the nature of the game. You've got to adjust. If you keep doing the same thing and get out over and over, you're, you're not going to be successful. You have to learn how to adjust. Sure. You know, uh, there's. I know that you you've seen a lot of talent. Uh, you've had all Americans. You've had academic all Americans. You've had, uh, you know, uh, conference uh, players, uh, all conference players, uh, conference titles. Uh, is there anybody? I was thinking about this last night. Is there anybody that you recruited or you saw before they got to college, and you're like, that's the one that we need. And maybe you missed out on him, but he did go on to be very successful. Uh, even possibly to the to the major levels. Is there anybody? Is there any that one that got away that that kind of keeps you awake at night still? Yeah, well, I mean, you're always going to have that. I mean, it's just uh, it's just been in the recruiting recruiting process uh, because of who you're competing against and where they go. And you know, we were actually talking about on that bus. You know, I was talking about back in the day some junior college guys I recruited. You know, one was from Gaston, one was from Calhoun back in the day, and. Uh, I didn't. I remember not getting them, almost getting them, and then when you don't, and they went to an SEC school. And next thing you know, they're all SEC, and you're going, "Golly, I, you know, if I would have, you know, it's <laughs> nice to have them." But, but it's just when you're recruiting high-level kids, you're gonna you're gonna have that happen, you know, throughout the year. That's just part of it, and you just yeah. move on. You don't worry about it, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, you know, that's sure. just one of the things that you. You know, hey, I wish I would have had him. That would have been nice to have him in our program. But then you look back and you see the guys you have. I, to be honest to me, more than that standpoint of it, um, what I really like doing is taking the guy that maybe wasn't recruited heavily and wasn't a lot of guys on him, but you saw something in him you thought could be successful, and then they come in here and they're all conference or all region or even all yeah. – to me, that was like the coolest thing because you go, okay, one of the biggest ones I'm going to you know, give us, the one that I know for sure is Terry Jones. Terry Jones, who made it to the big leagues, I saw him by accident in high school. I was there to see a pitcher, and I saw him play in 
high school, and I thought he could fly. He goes to Wallace Hansville under Coach Putman, so he had a great background here. But I remember having a discussion with a, a coach that, yeah, I think he can run, he can't do it. And I said, I think you're crazy. I think this guy is unlimited what he's going to do. So he wasn't recruited real heavily. Um, okay. But seeing that natural athletic ability, what he's going to do, um, knowing the program he came from, his person when you got him in here, and then he made it to the big league. So it's one of those you want to kind of go back to that coach. I said, I'm glad you took that guy and you didn't want Terry because uh, I got the guy that you <laughs> got here. So, so you got you know, that, <laughs> to me, that's a little bit, you know, I like it that end more like, eh, yeah, I mean, you could have had him, but you didn't want him, and I got him. So that's you know, right, that's right. more of that kind of the bragging rights with it, so, so to speak. But sure. Terry was a big example of that, and there's several more. Yeah, well, you know, obviously uh, stepping away from UNA, uh, you know, there's, it's going to be, a, you know, a few days of peace and quiet, but you know there's going to be some program, whether it be a high school program or, or another college program, that, that's going to call Coach Keen up and say, hey, are you interested in coming back and just, just doing this or just doing that? Are, are, are you hanging the Are you hanging up the hat for good or? Yeah, I, no, I, really. To be honest with you, no, I, I, you know, there's there's a certain things, and and anybody who's in the coaching profession will understand what I'm talking about. Um, and you and and through all this stuff, you you don't realize it. And I've had a lot of conversations with some former coaches and guys that have been in college coaches, and um, you know, you, there's a lot of time that you put so focused on that, your direction, your mind, that you just don't realize how much you your family gets affected by that and especially my wife I, I think that's one of the things that you look now going because you know we you know we were from the midwest we moved down here she you know raising the kids being by herself a lot and still now uh and i just kind of think my standpoint where i am in my life and what i need to do you know i need to i need to really refocus back on that and be available for my wife be available for my my kids if needed and especially my grandkids and just be that portion and not be, you know, getting pulled, uh, you know, in the games or on the weekend and that kind of stuff. So I, I yeah, I, I would, uh, I would appreciate someone doing that, but uh, right now I don't have any plans to even think about doing anything like that. We're just trying to kind of get reacquainted with uh, a different portion of my life and see how I'm going to be able to have weekends off. That's going to be my, I just I'm oh, real yeah. curious to see what that feels like. Okay. <laughs> well, that's 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 awesome because my 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 last question was going to be talking about your family because I know that the uh, the pull on a coach is one thing, but the pull on a coach's family is completely different. And uh, I was just going to give you an opportunity to thank them for 34 years plus uh, of, of of you know missing a few things and doing that and doing this. And and I, I know your your kids and and wife is so proud of you. Uh, but uh, you know we always want to. You know, put the spotlight back on them, especially when there's a, somebody retiring with the success you've had. Because without them, you wouldn't have been able to have the success you had. So, no, and I can't thank them enough. And like I said, if you, you just kind of you don't think about it, and be I'm kind of one of those individuals that gets kind of so focused, so into things I don't even have time to know what's going on around me. And I think that's you know one of your strengths, one of your weaknesses, because you you don't pay attention, you don't understand it. And looking back, I realize, you know, what all and how tough it really was and dealing with it. And obviously, the I've been real fortunate with the University of North Alabama to allow my kids to be up here growing up and being around and, and my wife bringing them up here so they could be with me. And, and my kids went recruiting with me. Uh, you know, it was one of those oh, things. Cool. Yeah. And, you know, Coach Lane allowed that and, you know, he trusted me and and uh, now they'll tell you that, uh, you know, they couldn't do a whole lot moving around or dad's going to yell at them at the game. But it was, <laughs> but it was just having them, <laughs> right. it was just having them with me 
and knowing they were there and having a little bit of that time, whether it was after the game or, you know, if they stayed in the motel or we just went and ate and went back home, um, you know, that, that was really, I'm real fortunate that they were able to be around me that much and be around the game. And, and that, that's one of the things that this, you know, you think about it. and having all three of them on the field with me, obviously knew Jessica and then Erica and Austin, but they grew up at that ballpark and those guys from the nineties and the early two thousands remember, you know, remember them so well and have yeah. funny memories of them coming and doing the stuff they did and, and being at the games and uh, you go back and you see some old footage and everything. And it was kind of interesting seeing my first Jessica being the oldest one and being up here and, and being in my office, coming out of the office and seeing her go up playing flowers hall. And I remember when she was little, I'd go work out and, and she'd come with me and, you know, in the weight room and everything. So it was, uh, it was, it was for that to me was, uh, one of the uniqueness about UNA. And I don't know if even today they would allow that or what they're going to do, but back in that time period, um, having the kids around was just uh, a part of, uh, the life here at UNA and, and allow them to, to be around their, you know, their dad. So it was pretty neat. Wow. So I know that we had, uh, you know, this this season hasn't turned out the way that you would like for it to, no. uh, but but you've had some had some big wins, uh, you know, on the road in Alabama, and um, you know you, you've you've been able to, uh, you know, take a, a tough situation, keep the guys motivated. They're still playing hard, um, and, and I know that you've been in Starkville earlier this week, and you're going to be in Nashville this weekend. Um, yeah. You know, what at what point? Uh, obviously, wins and losses doesn't dictate when you retire, but. At what point did you say, I think this is it? I think this is the last year. Uh, you know, I think that this is going to be the, the one. Uh, yeah. Was it before the season or during the season? Or it, it wasn't really before the season. And I think part of that thing was, you know, there, there's, I was telling a couple, you know, guys that because they're always like, you know, even guys now are like surprised. I said, man, you need to go. I've been, you know, doing this a long time. I think the pan, you know, when the COVID hit and we shut down and the thing, I think that kind of, that had kind of a, rougher impact on that you know kind of changed a lot of our lives but you know that kind of went into it obviously the 21 season I played about as brutal schedule as you could play and you know I'm the guy that makes the schedule so that's my fault um and I, you know, I was, you know and I'll be honest I was kind of like there's some things just little things that kind of happen and I told someone I said you know like signs or you know divine intervention or whatever you want to look into it and you when you don't really pay attention to them and then you start looking back and you go man there was stuff just telling me and it's time, you know, and so it was, it, it got, uh, you know, not putting it out there it was kind of tough to do it, but I could, you know, the people closest to me, they knew, you know, they knew that it was, they could tell it was wearing on me and, and, uh, the, the way the game has changed the losses and the frustration of certain things that just were kind of building up and, you know, and, and it, it was so about, you know, about that portion of it and then I was like yeah I told my wife and uh, she goes I make sure you know I want it to be yours but I could tell she was excited and really kind of oh yeah looking forward to you know kind of us having a little bit of life back so um you know it was nice it was good you know it tried out the frustration I understand you know the, the division one and uh, you know anybody who's been at any other program you're not talking about the SEC but the other you know mid-levels or lower it, it's it's hard to win here <laughs> i mean even yeah. really good teams a really good facility with all the technology with all the staffing with money sometimes they struggle to get to 25 you know to i mean a 500 team you know they're winning sure. a 20 game and so you know you're just kind of going man this is you know it's it's i'm not young anymore i you know this is a you know this was 20 years ago okay yeah i could work through it but 
it's just not. And it's just, uh, you need someone who's, you know, younger, a little bit more energy and, and a guy that can try to, you know, fight through all this stuff. And then hopefully they'll be able to, you know, get a lot of stuff the other programs have, especially in the conference. A-Sun Conference is a heck of a baseball conference. So, Yeah. Well, Coach King, we, we really appreciate your time. Uh, again, I know you're in between travel schedules, and, and we appreciate you giving us some time this morning, and I hope we didn't take too much of it. But uh, if you don't if you don't care, we'll keep your number around, and, and we may call you, uh, you know, in, in a couple months when we get close to the end of uh, professional baseball season and just maybe get your reaction on some stuff, if, that, if that's okay with you. That'd be that'd be plenty and no problem at all. And I, like I said, I, I appreciate you thinking of me and giving me this opportunity. And and it's been a little, like I said, I've been a little overwhelmed with guys calling what the comments. And you, sometimes you just don't know if you've made any impact whatsoever. Then, uh, then the guys talking about that, and that, that really made me feel like, hey, you know, it was the frustration of these couple of years. That was really very, very nice and a good way to go out. Awesome, and- awesome. Hunter, you have anything? I don't know. I'm I'm just uh man. I think that it, that the response to to you your presence there for so long has has shaken the ground outside of the facilities that you see so much so that it's gotten our attention and made us want to call you this morning and want to hear what you have to say about it. And this being a, a great megaphone of radio, you're touching a lot of lives, Coach Keen. And the fact that you've been able to hold down a responsible spot for so long and and to see so many generations of people, it, it it's a testament and it's exemplary in a good way saying that it can be done with a good amount of discipline and a good mindset, man. And I wish you the best in the future, to you and the family. I thank you very much, and uh, very nice of you to say that. And, uh, and again, I really do appreciate you guys having me on and doing this. That means a lot to me, so thank you very much. Well, best of luck, Coach, for the rest of the season, and we, we look forward to having you again. Maybe we'll talk around World Series time, for sure, for sure. Count All, right. In. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, best wishes on the road. Thank you, much. Alrighty, thank you. Thank you. Thank both of you guys. Great interview. I loved that. I loved hearing him. Right, Claire, was that good? Good conversation? Great conversation. Thank you, Coach, for everything you've done for UNA. Yeah, big time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that That's so important, all the things that we got to learn about him and just the personal life, the involvement that his family had with the program and stuff. Just stuff that could hear him speak up about a right great here. guy great guy great human being great coach and i know he's going to be a great family man and and uh, hopefully do some amazing things it's on time. this time it's forward. about time yeah, i know man he spent, spent my lifetime with this program you know and so it's cool to see and and cool to to have this opportunity to, ch- to chat and congregate it's 9 11 we continue now with glass animals on my 101.5 sometimes i